Welcome to Disciples by Design. I'm glad you guys can be with me today. It's been a while since I've done an episode. I did the first episode, I think it's been about two, maybe three months ago. And uh, it could be a little bit sooner than that. My timeline might be a little off. But um, God's really been putting it on my heart that I start doing this more and uh, do my job and and just being really busy, it's been hard for me to get back into this. But um, I woke up early this morning, had one of those really interesting dreams. And uh, I don't dream very often. Usually when I do dream, um, it has significance. And this morning when I woke up, I realized, you know, one of the things that uh, I dreamed last night was it was my birthday. And... Um, I had uh, gotten up to take something into the kitchen and I was at my parents' house, but it was a house that I've never seen before. And there was people that I've never seen before. And uh, as I walked into the house or, or as I walked into their kitchen, there was gifts upon gifts everywhere wrapped. And uh, it, it was really interesting. Well, when I got up, um, and when I say gifts, I mean, there were hundreds, maybe even thousands of gifts. And uh, so as I came out um, and I sat down in the living room again next to my Uncle Matt, who I haven't seen in 10 plus years, um, I was shocked to find out. I was shocked to find out when I woke up, you know, the one thing that my parents have given me is they've given me many gifts. And. You know, not all in the form of a gift, but uh, the more that I thought about it, God's blessed me. I'm so blessed. Like, I don't know. I don't know if other people see that I'm blessed when they look at me, but I feel blessed. God has blessed me. I do my best to trust in the Lord with all my heart. Even, even when circumstances look dire. Even when things aren't going my way. Even... Even when things look like they're going to fall apart, I just continue to trust in the Lord. Because I know that, I know undoubtedly in my heart that God is my rock. He is my salvation. He is my fortress. And there's nothing in this world, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because He is with me. So whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? If God be for me, then who can be against me? That's what we're going to talk about today. The peace of God, the knowing of having him in your life. There's many times, you know, our world is changing. I don't know if any of you guys have seen, but Satan has become a real thing. People, you know, there was a Disney movie put out over Christmas about how kids love Satan. They're trying to teach in schools now how the devil is uh is not real and there's no place as hell and just ridiculous stuff that that is being pushed as an agenda because people yeah because people don't want to believe in god and it's going to become less and less popular to be a christian people are going to start being tormented for it you know, we're coming into the last days, guys. We really are. Like, people have said that for a long time, but it's really true. 
we really are living in the last days. Jesus is coming soon. And, you know, it's too bad if you don't believe that. It really is because he really is coming soon. Did you know uh, five, five, six years ago, I had a dream. I was away from the Lord at the time. And uh, during that time, um, Jesus came to me in a dream and he was like, I'm coming. I am coming. Be prepared. Prepare yourself. Prepare your heart. I am coming. I woke up and I thought I was like, wow, that was a really weird dream. I didn't think too much of it and I didn't do a whole lot about it. The year after that, I think it was a year after that or two years later, I had the same dream and except he was more urgent and he was like, I am coming. Prepare yourself. Be prepared for my coming. I am coming. And uh, I remember waking up and I had an urgency in my heart. I felt like he was imminently coming that day, the next day, soon. Like it, it was, it was very soon. So, what I want to tell you guys is he is coming, and we need to be expectantly waiting for our Lord. We need to be busy about his business, doing what he has called us to do. One of the things he's called me to do is to do this podcast. I know I'm supposed to be in ministry, and this is one way that I can minister to the hearts of people. You need to make sure you know who you are in the Bible. God has called you to be one of his, called you to walk in your gifting and your design. A lot of people get, they get Christianity mixed up with other things. And there's a lot of people out there that give Christianity a wrong name. Jesus is going to show up and he's going to judge us on what we've done on the earth. There's a parable in the Bible that Jesus talks about how the master leaves and he gives three of his servants. One of his servants, he gives five talents. The other one, he gives three talents. And the last one, he gives one talent. The one with five goes and invests all five. The one with three goes and invests the, the three and the one with one goes and he hides his talent under a bush. He buries it. When the master returns, the master comes back and he's like, he's like, what have you done with the talents that I've given you? The one with five comes back and he's like, Lord, I took the talents that you gave me and I invested in them. I was able to get five more talents for you, Lord. The middle one says, Lord, I took the talents that you gave me and I invested them also. And I was able to get double the return as well. The last one goes, Lord, I have the original talent that you gave me. Here it is, Lord. I buried it so that I would not lose it. All three of them handed over their talents to the first one. The Lord says, well done, my faithful servant. To you I give much responsibility and much power. To the second one, he said the same thing. But to the last one, he said, shame upon you. You have brought me shame for you have not used the talents that I've given you. You have not used what I have given you. Did you know each one of us, we have talents. We have gifts and skills that God has given us. When you look at your life, the biggest lie that everybody sees 
God is the good influence on this earth. So without him, you will lose the gifts he's given you, whether that is your beauty, whether you're a handsome man, whether you can play the piano, those musical talents and stuff are from God. So without those, without Jesus, you will eventually lose that. And even if people want to believe that hell is not real, there is a place where being separated from Jesus is, is the biggest, truly the biggest, scariest place that you could be. Because that will be taken. It will be taken away. And the biggest, the biggest, scariest thing you can believe is that the devil's not real and that God's not real. That's the scariest place to believe, be in. You know, that's the that's the world we live in. People think we're crazy because we believe in God. Believe in somebody that's not there. If you believe in the devil, you're crazy because, you know, they don't think he's real. But he is real. And Jesus is coming. He's coming very soon. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But it will be soon. Could be years. It could be decades. But, you know, our, our time limit is not the same as God's time limit. You could think, oh yeah, I need a promotion right now. I, I need a raise right now. You know, the world's getting bad. I need money. Nah, man, the only thing you need is Jesus. And you need to pray about your job choice. Because, you know, you could be in a place where God has not even called you to be in. And you're not successful at it because he's not called you to be there. You know, uh, I work, I work at a vape shop. There's a lot of people that think that a lot of Christians, especially that are like, no, that's definitely not from God. You need to pray and search your heart. I have a lot of people on TikTok tell me this all the time. You need to pray and search your heart because God has not put you there. He would not call you to be there. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but God does call us to be in the darkness because there's people that need him there and you are not me. So I do apologize that you don't agree, but God will call you to a place and nobody else is going to be able to be like, yeah, I know that God's not called you there. It's not up to you, man. God has a call on each one of our lives. He's called people to Africa to, uh, to be a part of tribes, to minister to people over in the, on the other side of the world in the worst conditions. And guess what? He has called them there. So it's the same thing. I, I've been placed in a place where I'm a part of the I am a part of um, the city and council bluffs, Iowa, and in Omaha, Nebraska, and he's placed me there so that I can intercede on their behalf. I know that anytime there's been a storm or any activity about uh, sex trafficking, because yes, it is a thing. I pray over our city. I pray over the men and the women. I pray over the police. I pray over the first responders. I pray over everyone. I, I didn't even, I had a buddy that uh, we were having devotions over the phone. And because uh, he's he's one of my best friends. He's He lives, lives in down in Texas now. And so we do devotions over the phone every once in a while. And he gave me this verse and it just, uh, man, guys, it, uh, it gave me a whole new outlook on, on like where I am in life, you know? And so this is Jeremiah 29 verse seven. 
Seek peace and well-being for, for the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its peace or well-being, you will have peace. Uh, this is this was sent to uh, to some of the people from Jerusalem that have been in Babylon, um, and so uh, verse four says, "So says the Lord of Hosts, the God of Israel, to all captives whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon." Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and marry, and uh, take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease the number. Seek peace and and well-being for the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its peace you will have peace. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your false prophets who are among you and your diviners deceive you, pay no attention, attach no significance to the dreams that, uh, yeah, I, I guess it kind of trails off there. But um, it's, uh, if you know that God's placed you somewhere, whether in like this last part, um, verse 9, when it talks about paying no attention to the dreams of others, um, or the false prophets, other people don't get to decide what your fate is. You should know and pray about who you are and where God intends to send you. And a lot of times people don't think it's anything big because a lot of times it's, it's their very own neighborhood or their job or their grocery store. Um, one of my favorite teachers is uh, pastor or, or evangelist Todd White. And he really got my heart back on fire for God because this guy has a passion for God like I've never seen before. And I'm sorry, I feel, I don't know why I really feel emotional, but I, I feel like I'm going to cry. I, I just, when it's, when I talk about Jesus, I get emotional because Jesus changed my life. He changed my life for the better, and I'm blessed more than I can even tell you. Guys, we need to serve God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. Because it's real. He's real. And I promise you, the devil is real too. So it, it is something we need to do is learn about our God. Because our God is a good God. Yeah, there is discipline. <laughs> discipline is real. There are consequences when you sin. Yes, there are. But it's not because he hates you. It's not because he's angry at you. It's not because he wants you dead. It's because he loves you and he wants you to grow up the way you need to. Like a parent that's concerned about their children. A parent that wants the best for their kids. A good parent will discipline their kids and raise them in the way that they should go. And I know that's going to make people mad because they're like, well, my parents never did that, but I turned out all right. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that when parents really love you, there is discipline. I'm not trying to tell you that you have terrible parents 
It's not what I'm trying to do. But you know what? I really love my kid. And when she does something she's not supposed to do, she gets in trouble for it. Because I want her to grow up and I want her to treat other people the way that that they would want to be treated. Like, dude, you know, as a Christian, that's what it says in the Bible, to treat your neighbors as you want to be treated. When you really think about that, I mean, why aren't people a little bit nicer? Because, like, dude, I know I want to be treated with respect, so I treat other people that way. I would hate for, you know, I'm the type of person, yeah, I can get mad about stuff and I can be upset in the moment. But honestly, a lot of times I let it go really fast because there's no point in being mad at other people. Like, there's just really not. I don't want to hold on to a grudge for a long time. It's pointless. It really is. It's pointless. It's all about pride. In my book, People Are Treasure. I care a lot about people. I really care a lot about people's lives. And I feel like everyone needs to be that way. You know, that's how God designed us to be, is to let things go and move on, to build others up, to be an encouragement. Because, God, guys, I don't know if you've looked around. Life is hard enough. Why do we got to be at each other's throats? Why can't we be lifting each other up? You know, as a Christian, that, that's what God tells us to do, is, is to be an example. And that example is loving others, treating them the way that we want to be treated. And so, you know, you look at our world and a lot of people are at each other's throats and it don't make any sense because, you know, that type of person that, uh, that Jesus was, he would just, he'd go, he'd go into the bars and the inns and all the places where, where, you know, the quote unquote religious people never went. And you know what? That's happened today. And people are like, oh, no, I wouldn't go there. You could get to him on the street. I'm going to tell you something, man. If a random guy shows up on a street and starts talking to you about something and you don't know what he's talking to, are you going to stop and talk to him? As a Christian, will you just stop and talk to him? No, you're not going to stop and talk to him. You'll keep walking. Guess what? If you're going to treat your neighbors as yourself and you keep walking, everybody else is going to keep walking, too. But when you get to know them on a personal level and a place that they're comfortable with, they talk to you. They open up. Just like you would. If you think about it a little bit, it makes a lot of sense. I get to tell people about Jesus, especially those that want to know about him. You know, I don't judge him. I pray for him in shop. I talk to him about Jesus. I tell him what I would do. And they're on their way. And sometimes they come back. That's about it. Sorry, I'm really thirsty this morning. Um, yeah, if you don't have a circle water and um, no sponsor, no sponsorship from them. But if you do have a circle water, like, bro, amazing water. Get really good natural flavor. Yeah. Anyways. We're going to go to. Uh, this is the verse of the day. But I really liked it. It's Jeremiah 29. 11 through 13. For I know the plans. And thoughts that I have for you. Says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being. And not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. 
Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. So, man, I'm going to read that again. Are you ready? Um, For I know the plans... And thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me. And I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes, and I will free you and gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. And remember, originally he was talking to, um, this was being said to the to Jerusalem that was sent into uh, exile to Babylon. But, you know, honestly, guys, I believe that this verse applies to everyone because, you know, yeah, even if you've been driven to places you don't think you should be like, there's been a lot, there's been many times I prayed and been like, God, am I supposed to stay at my job? What do I do? You know, and the only guidance, the only guidance I get is stay faithful, stay faithful, stay faithful, stay faithful, stay faithful. Where I'm at right now, I know 100%, no matter what anybody says, I'm supposed to be where I'm at. I was called to be here. For this time and this purpose, I was called to be here. And you know what? It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. I know God sent me here. It lines up with his word that I'm here where I'm at. That's all that matters. If you know God's told you to do something, you're not doing it because you're waiting for other people around you to agree. Stop that. You know, it needs to line up with the Bible. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're going into a place where there's witchcraft and stuff and you're like, oh, yeah, I know I was supposed to be here and you're doing witchcraft. Yeah, don't do that. That doesn't line up with the word. But, you know, what I do, I work at a vape shop and, you know. We don't sell any crazy stuff, but we do, we do sell, we, you know, we sell nicotine and glass and stuff. And, you know, people freak out about that and they're like, you shouldn't be there. Well, you know what, dude, a, uh, this is part of my background. So it's something I know about. It's something I know how to do. And then B, I know how to talk to these people. They're my people. They're the type of people that I've hung out with. Coming from this background, I know how to talk to him. So I, I believe God's going to send me somewhere that I know about. Because, you know, he He knows the plans and purposes he has for me. You know, there's, there's things in your life you know how to do that I have no idea how to approach somebody about or talk to him about it. And you intimately know that. So God's going to send you into a similar field so that you can talk with people. That you're, that you're able to. God knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. He's going to lead you and guide you in the way that you need to go 
on a level that, you know, works with you. He's not going to call you to do something difficult that you cannot do. So, you know, the message today, guys, is one of encouragement, one to call you up because we need to step up. We need to step up. We need to step forward. We need to be doing what God's calling us to do. And, you know, he knows the plans and purposes he has for us. Plans to prosper. Plans for success. So when you're facing opposition and the world's getting tough and you're like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Everything's screwed up. I think I I stop freaking out. Turn and run to the Lord, read his word, and say, Jesus, I trust you. And then walk in that, live in it. And even if people don't agree with what you're doing, just keep doing it. Be faithful. Be faithful in all that you do. Let the Lord be your defense. Let him be your rock. Don't fight against stuff. Just let it go. If it needs to be fought against, guess what? God will take care of it. Because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So who do you have to be afraid of? Even our government. I ain't scared of them. I'm more scared about being separated from Jesus. I don't want to go be with the devil. And yeah, he is real. Just find out. You don't believe me? You'll find out. I I promise. No, that ain't me being arrogant. I've lived my time away from the Lord. I've seen things that other people shouldn't see, ever. I don't care what you believe. It's your life, but I will say, being on the side of the Lord is way better. It may not seem better right now, but I promise you, give it a few years, it will. I think that's why a lot of people don't like me, is because... Rather than being swayed by opinion, I choose to trust in the name of the Lord. And I don't care what everybody else thinks. It's not about them. It's about Jesus. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's about other people. we got a lot of people out there in the world hurting. we got a lot of people that don't know that God is love. And you know... There's going to be a lot of things thrown around as this is the truth and this is what love is and and this is what peace is. And stepping into that, you may feel at peace for a little while. But when you think about hell, does it scare you? Because it's supposed to. When you think about God, Jesus coming, does it scare you? Because it is supposed to. Not that it's a bad thing, but if you feel fear towards that, <laughs> your uh, your instincts trying to tell you something. And a lot of people don't listen to their instincts; they listen to the way that they feel, and the way that they feel is the only thing that's real and truthful to them. And they have titled it "Your Truth." Well, I'm going to tell you something. There's no such thing as your truth. There is the truth. There is one truth, and it is the truth, no matter what happens. No matter what's done, it will always remain the truth. That truth lines up with the Word of God. 
Our laws were originally writ according to the word of God. There is one truth. No matter how you feel about it, no matter what happens, it cannot be changed. It can be covered up, sure, but it's still the truth. It's still there. It's still the only way. How you live and what you do, you may set a course for your life and persuade others to live the same, but there is only one truth. That's it. So you need to pick and decide what side you're really going to stand on because there is God's way and there is the highway, but the highway leads to hell. And yeah, you can say, oh, I don't believe in God or hell, but it don't matter because the truth is it's already there. So when you get to the end of your life, you'll go there if you don't believe in God. And a lot of people don't like that because you're like, you're just being judgmental. You don't like people. No, man, I'm just telling you the truth. Like we talked about previously, the truth doesn't change. No matter what you think, no matter what you believe in, the truth will remain the same. It's not persuaded by your opinion or your decision. But you can believe whatever you want to believe. I don't care. It's your life. Believe what you want. But I am here to tell you what God has put on my heart to tell you. And I will do that regardless if you cut out my tongue. God's truth, the word of God, was here to set us free. So what do you believe in? For me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.